This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. Even new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week I'm chatting with Aaliyah, who is a Gold Coast-based singer-songwriter who last year released a couple of tracks, including this one called Space, which sounds like this. She also has more tracks coming out soon, but let's jump straight into the chat with Aaliyah. So, we have Aaliyah with us. How are you doing today, Aaliyah? Very good. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Not a problem. I guess we'll start by talking about your your songs that you got out so far. So, you got a couple of songs that you released last year called Wasting Time and Space. I understand just from watching another interview you did, they're part of a kind of collection that you're working on, the Travel Collection. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's right. So, I basically am a singer and songwriter, but I'm also a really avid solo traveler. I love traveling and have really prioritized that over the last few years and have gone to 35 countries so far. And when I was doing a a longer trip um, in 2017 to Europe, I set myself a challenge to write a song about at least every single country I was going to, if not every city I passed through, which I ended up calling the Travel Collection. And this collection of songs ended up growing to over 100 songs now. And it's basically just like these lovely postcards to myself from each place. It was a a really great songwriting tool as well to kind of get the creativity flowing. And the two songs that I released last year and um, all the songs that I recorded last year were all part of that Mm -hmm. travel collection. So Wasting Time was the first one I brought out, which was the week that COVID hit. It was a (laughs) pretty hectic week. Um, That came out in March and it was inspired by Slovakia. So the story behind that was I realized I did actually have to write a song about Slovakia because I had technically crossed over into it, but I was actually just using it as a stopover to pass through into Slovenia. So when I was sitting at the bus stop, I was just thinking like, what on earth am I going to write about this place that I literally have not even gone to really. And so all that came to mind was vegetarian kebab because that's what I was eating at the bus stop, wasting time (laughs) and passing through. And that ended up forming some of the lyrics and a bit of the idea behind this song that's kind of like a, a an unrequited love song where you realize that the person mm-hmm. is just wasting your time. And then the next song, Space, was one that, that's very close to my heart. That was written after I came back from a couple of um, nice big Europe trips. And I actually did a road trip out to the New South Wales outback to a mining town called Broken Hill. And it was a bit of a comedy of errors because I drove there from the Gold Coast by myself with my little my little old chihuahua called Trembles. And on the way, my Google Maps took me down this <laughs> kind of the, probably the quickest route, but a very dodgy road out the back of Grafton in New South Wales. And uh, I ended up getting on this really bad road. I hit a pothole and I ended up bursting not one, but two tires at the same time. And then 
had to go door knocking around to uh, strangers' houses and <laughs> and try and find someone to allow me to use their phone to uh, call a, to- a tow truck because I was literally in the middle of nowhere. But anyway, when I finally got out to Broken Hill, I went out to this place called the Monday Monday Plains, which is like this amazing viewpoint where you can just see the desert stretch out in front of you. There's nothing around. There's no light pollution or anything like that. And it has the most incredible sunset and the most incredible night sky. And the next day I was on this really out of tune ancient piano in the apartment I was in and that kind of got the creativity flowing for this song called Space, which came out in that came out at the end of last year. So that's kind of the basis behind those two songs. And as you can see, the inspiration behind these travel collection songs come from a pretty wide variety of places, but it's been a, an amazing tool to not only remember my trips and share them with people, but also to write some of my favorite songs. Whenever you kind of like play them or if you have them, any of them recorded and listen back to them, does it kind of instantly take you back to that, uh, the place you were when you wrote it? A hundred percent. And I think, you know, as a fellow songwriter, you'd probably understand this. I guess everyone writes in different ways though. But for me, songwriting was always so deeply personal. Um, I would obviously get inspired by other people's stories and things that I was reading and consuming as well. But a lot of it was so deeply personal that sometimes it was a bit of an anguish to write it out. And and I feel like the travel collection, as much as the songs are still very deeply personal and still drawing on all my own experience and my life that I've lived so far, I think that they just gave me that one degree of separation by drawing the initial creativity from other places that it actually made it such a joy to write them. So I love, yeah, not only having the experience of writing them, but also having the chance to share my travel stories when I'm talking about them and performing them and, and also releasing them as well. So it's exciting. I can't wait for people to hear all the new ones. Oh, yeah, it's going to be going to be good times. Yeah, and also traveling a lot, you said. How many how many countries did you, did you say you've been to? Um, I've been to 35, most of them more than once though now. But, yeah, I, I love it. I just love being on the road and seeing where the adventure will take me it's always a good time yeah nice and when, when you go to these countries and you're writing I don't know how does the culture or the the country or or whatever the landscape whatever kind of influence the songs I would say a lot I mean at the end of the day some of them are just you would never even know that they were part of the travel collection because yeah. I'm not writing songs like there's the Eiffel Tower and I'm eating a baguette you know yeah. like, that's not what the songs are like at all but some I think that just you can't replace writing in the moment, like when you actually are there. And then even I always kept journals as well, even when I was writing the songs in retrospect, when I got home, when I had access to, you know, mm-hmm. piano and all that kind of stuff. So I think that, yeah, it was, it was huge influence. And I, and I think some of the things, as I said, that no one would be able to pick up on means so much to me. And I, I know how much of the ingredients were coming from where I was. For example, there's a song that's uh, that I've I've written that's um it's got a, a line kind of a change a bit, it was changed a little bit but it was a line that I read in a piece of graffiti in mm-hmm. on the streets of Vienna like no one would pick that up if they didn't yeah. know if they didn't know that story but to me I'm like oh I so remember that exact moment when I saw that and it impacted me and I wrote it down in my notes and went back to it later and yeah it's a it's been a really great creative tool yeah nice you're not going to use that Eiffel Tower Baguette song are you I might I might write that down for for future songs <laughs> hey we can go 50 50 on that you know yeah, it can be right. all right <laughs> yeah we've done it we've done it big big hit you mentioned kind of coming back home and you have like these collection of ideas or whatever and and get to a piano 
or like any instrument is that often a issue you have where you you won't have an instrument with you yeah I think I mean I actually traveled around Europe with um, a travel guitar and a busking setup and I busked around um, the first trip especially the second trip was a bit different because I was actually I actually got one of like the best jobs in the world and worked for a travel company Um, they sent me and three other people from around the world as this little travel squad around Europe for three and a half months to create content. So it was a pretty different trip. But the first trip, I was just totally cheap skating my way around Europe. And, and yeah, I was busking and stuff like that. So I definitely had my setup with me. But on the shorter trips to Asia that are just like a month or less, I don't yeah. generally bring an instrument. So sure. a lot of it is in retrospect, I'm coming home with like lyrics yeah. written or notes in my phone or, um, you know, melodies I've sung into my, my voice app or something like that. But having the instrument is definitely really helpful when you can do it in the moment. But at the same time, a lot of like a lot of the issue is not necessarily not having access to the instrument, but it's not having the space to write. Like for me, I really like writing when I've got my own space around me. I don't really, I'm not really someone that will pick up a guitar and be the person in the middle of the party, just playing the the guitar and writing. So when you're staying in like 20 bed hostel rooms or couch surfing with strangers in their home, you don't really have that luxury of privacy and getting into that creative space by yourself but it was definitely you know it definitely it was it was fun when I did have that time I remember the first trip around Europe I'd sometimes stay with people that you know would go out to work and I'd have access to their acoustic guitar instead of my little travel guitar which was electric and I'd like be the happiest person in the world (laughs) yeah cool something else that um kind of interested me as part of the reason I wanted you on the podcast was as well as doing your own kind of music thing you're also working in uh, music PR. Yeah, that's right. Um, for for a company called Kitty Kitty Bang Bang, which is a fantastic name. I've worked with a few PR firms, and that's that's definitely the top name that I've heard. Thank you. <laughs> I'll let it know. You're winning on that front, and actually, you've, you've organised a couple of upcoming guests I've got for the show, which is exciting. Yeah, they're awesome. You'll love them. Yeah, but yeah, what what got you into that side of the the music industry? Well, I have always been. I've always had music as my main career goal is being a singer and a songwriter and touring with that. And then as I grew up and found other passions as well, I also, I was always very academic at school and I really wanted to do a degree as well. And I ended up doing a journalism and um, public relations degree at uni. So it kind of made sense that when I was finishing that degree and really nailing down where I wanted to go with it, I wanted to go into music PR and travel journalism. And so that led me to being able to do that uh, amazing trip that I did to Europe where I was the the blogger for a travel company and I was then and and I'm still freelance travel writing as well but also then led me into music PR and I think honestly as a as an independent singer songwriter it is such a great asset to be able to understand the industry from that perspective I think unless you've kind of done all those elements yourself like you know management and PR and things like that you don't really understand a what you're paying someone for to do for mm-hmm. you and b you don't really know what expectations to have you know from what you can get from a service like that and c obviously you just have such an, an ability to expand your own, you know, network and understanding of the industry. So yeah, I was just really blessed that I met Kylie, who's the owner of 
Kitty Kitty Bang Bang and connected with her and it was just the right place at the right time to start working with her. It's been an amazing job, not only to help and meet other artists who are on their creative journey and really assist with their releases and tours and stuff, but also to yeah, just meet an amazing bunch of people in the music industry as well through media or, you know, awards and events that we've we've done the PR for. So I'm really grateful for that part of of my job, even though it's not necessarily my main career focus. It's been a great asset for sure. Yeah, definitely. And what kind of things as an artist have you been able to take away with that and implement into your own career? Oh, it's 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 the whole career really like P- PR as much as um and I think too it, it helped that we are kind of a boutique firm that works really closely with a, a select number of artists that we're super passionate about like everyone works very differently in you know and runs their business very differently but I was just lucky that Kylie is like super specialized and and very particular with like who she takes on and she's very passionate about the artists we work with and the events we work with. So I think that having an idea of like the strategic planning was really important. Um, having an idea of understanding your distribution as an artist as well, like where you, where you see yourself and, and what is kind of realistic on and, and what is going to get you to that next step of your career. And also just having the ability to network as a publicist and as an artist has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. I think that the biggest part is like the, the strategic planning and, and having an idea for where you want your career to go and also seeing a lot of the mistakes that a lot of artists make as well. And I don't say mistakes in, a, in any kind of judgmental way, but I think that, you know, it's such a shame when you have these really talented people that are clearly pouring their heart and soul into their music and their career, but mm-hmm. they just like don't have good press shots or they, you know, don't, you know, aren't investing in maybe the right things or it it can just yeah I think I've just definitely learned that there's things that are worth investing in and spending a lot of time or getting organized for my for my own journey so that I'm coming across as professional as I can at each step of of my career yeah it's definitely um I don't know, you kind of read, read a bit about it or watch videos about it. It's like there's so much to know. So much. So, it can be so overwhelming. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, my boss and I, mostly Kylie, she she ran this coaching course at, during COVID because obviously our business did have to pivot a bit. And mm-hmm. it was so incredible to like work on that with her because it really, it's, yeah, working as an independent artist is just so huge and and if you don't have management or you don't have a big support team around you like it's so much to carry as one person or a band and it's a lot of unknowns I think for a lot of people like it's almost overwhelming to think of all the things you have to do but I think if you can just do the best you can at each you know with each at each step of your progression then you'll get there (laughs) it's just kind of hitting all the boxes at each step as well as you can what you can afford to do as well hope you're enjoying the chat so far just breaking it up as always to let you know if you wanted to check out Aaliyah's music you can head to spotify apple music wherever you stream music or wherever you buy music you'll find it there and don't forget to check out her socials as well which i'll link in the description of the episode along with the socials for life on music if you wanted to check them out as well and if you are enjoying the episode you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released but let's jump back into the chat with Aaliyah. So I know that um, through um, talking to you and 
kind of watching your Instagram and whatever that you've recently been in the studio a little bit. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, working on a working on a, a new EP, your your first EP actually. I definitely feel like this is a long time coming because I had released stuff from when I was 16, 17 years old and then I completely rebranded in 2018 when I really kind of niched into my travel collection music and changed what I did a little bit. So yeah, having this new music on the horizon is just so exciting and seeing the response to space and wasting time as well have been has been really you know awesome just to kind of get that new music and new sound out there and see how it's been shared and and received um, has been great so yeah moving into this next EP I was super super lucky to get a grant um, from the Regional Arts Development Fund which is yeah, sponsored by the Gold Coast City Council and the Queensland Government. So that allows me to nice. record my next EP. And um, I'm working with Brad Hoskins again, who's a really great producer, works a lot with Amy Shark um, in her band and is just a really great person to be with in this studio as well and like coach my sound um, and, and craft my sound with me. So that's been awesome. And then, and yeah, just to be able to share like the next step of these songs as well, because the travel collection has evolved as I've changed and grown and, and, is saying very different things now to those songs that I wrote in 2018. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very excited. What what does um Brad bring to the table as far as sound goes? Well, I try to be pretty organized because I think a lot of artists, yeah. including myself, have a bit of a struggle with um what they want to sound like. I mean, I've definitely struggled with what I want yeah. my sound to be like, and I'm honestly still finding it. But yeah. I try to be really organized so I'm not wasting time with him as well. You know, I respect that he's sure. a professional and, and we want to do the best we can in the time we have together. So I make sure to demo all my stuff before I go into the studio um, at home. If I can add any accompaniments in that I think would sound really good, I add those layers in at home. Otherwise, it will just be like acoustic, you know, guitar or electric guitar and piano, whatever I've got at, um, in the song. Yeah. And then... I make sure that I've got like run sheets of all the lyrics and um, I know, you know, which songs I want to kind of work on first and, and releases the singles and things like that. And I also go in with reference tracks as well. And even if they're not entire tracks, I just like, you know, I like the backing vocals in this or I like the, the drums in this yeah. or whatever. And I, I go in with references so that when I'm talking to him, then I have a bit of an idea and I've got examples to show him. Brad is really, has been really awesome to work with because I find him very well-rounded in that he is an awesome musician. Um, he works really fast as a producer. He's really great at coaching the things out of me that I'm maybe not as confident in, um, like, you know, harmonies yeah. and things like that sometimes I struggle with. And he's awesome at getting me through those very e easily and, and stress-free. Mm -hmm. And he also really pays attention to lyrics and the, the overall um, – delivery of the song and how it's going to you know emotionally impact people and so we do a bit of workshopping before we even start recording and we work out like what's going to be best for the song and how and and whether you know choruses need to be cut out or things need to be repeated or I need to go higher here or lower there or whatever if, if lyrics need to slightly be tweaked just to make more sense or whatever that will be done and then once we've come to you know an agreement on how the song will be laid out we just get straight into recording and and I've actually been able to play the instruments on on all the tracks so far as well whether it's the piano or the guitar or anything that I can play and that I've written so it's been really nice it's just a really stress-free enjoyable process and I think that's what it should be in the studio because I know it can be really different working with other producers so I'm super mm -hmm. grateful to have found him yeah definitely and how, how did you find him and start to work with him uh well I as I said I just have been really active in the 
Gold Coast and Queensland community scene as uh, sorry music scene as much as they can. So um, I've been you know trying to network and just meet new people and honestly just just try and yeah make new connections. I think it's really it can be quite isolating being an independent solo artist. And I think it was just lovely to meet a lot of other people in the industry who are going through the same thing or, or might, you know, might be able to offer some support or, or just come up in your journey later on or something like that and just make those genuine connections. And Brad was one of those. I'd heard his name around the industry a fair bit and had I know a few artists that have made great music with him. So when the time came to record those last couple of songs, I, I went to him and, and it's worked out really well. I think just doing research is super important as an artist. Like it can be a very expensive venture, um, especially when you're funding it all yourself independently. So you want to make sure that you're, whether that's a publicist, whether that is a producer, whoever you're working with, you just want to do your research and really find out, you know, what they what they bring to the table and whether that's going to work well with you and then make the job as easy as you can for them, you know, <laughs> by being prepared yourself. And apart from the EP coming up sometime, do we have an idea of when that will be out actually? Yeah, it's dra- it's drafted for the end of August at the moment. So we'll see how okay, everything cool. goes in the studio cool. in the coming weeks and go from there. Yeah, cool. Apart from that, you got an upcoming festival you're going to be playing, Torchfest, which is um by um, Listen Up Music, uh, which are a cool, pretty cool organisation. I actually was at Grilled recently. And I put my tokens in there. You know how they had the the token bins oh, awesome. for charity. Um, and it was weird at the time. They have this um, podcast that they do with Emma Bow that I was listening to at the time. And that's like listen up music like all, everywhere at once. Um, it's kind of funny. But yeah, how did you get involved with that festival? I had been a finalist in the Listen Up Songwriting Competition last year and then I had them reach out to me or um, one of the organisers and artist Jordan Merrick reach out to me and um, offer for me to play and I'm just super excited to be a part of it. It's got a great lineup: Tia Gostello, Ella Fence, Marlo, Dooley, a bunch of really great artists from Queensland cool. really bringing some cool stuff to the table. We're all pretty different too so it's going to be fun to see how it all comes together. And yeah. I think it's really beautiful that it's, you know, in support of mental health, especially uh, after yeah. last year when a lot of people in the industry struggled with a bit of a, a loss of income and identity and all that kind of stuff and, and plans, future plans for their music. So I think it's going to be an awesome festival and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that all the restrictions stay in place so we can um, we can really enjoy it at its full capacity at the West Room, which I think yeah. holds like 500 people or something. So it'll be a fun a fun get together, I think. Definitely. And when is that? That's on the tenth of April in Brisbane. It's um got a few different festivals throughout Australia, is that right? Um, I believe so. I'm only fully across the Brisbane one that I'm a part of sure. though. So yeah. Sure. It's it's a great organization though. It does a lot of things for musicians and, and um the industry, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a cool one that I've kind of been aware of for a little while. Um so yeah, cool to be involved with that. For sure. I, I'm really grateful and I feel like as as somebody who I mean I listen to podcasts all the time with people of all different you know backgrounds and entrepreneurs and all sorts of stuff and and one of the biggest regrets a lot of them share along their journey is that they don't they don't celebrate the small wins um they're always just so focused on the the next you know the big success at the end of the tunnel that they don't celebrate the small wins and to be honest after 2020 like yeah. I am celebrating every tiny tiny win <laughs> um so even like getting to this festival I'm like yes I cannot wait to share the stage um for that festival and I can't wait to you know I'm so excited to get this grant and work on my EP like I think mm-hmm. if anything you know, last year having a lot of my travel and music plans cancelled and changed, I definitely appreciate 
every single part of this of my job and my industry and it's made me so much more passionate to do what I love as my job because I think it's such a, a gift and I feel really grateful that I get to do it yeah for sure well thanks for doing the podcast today thank it's you um, being thank good you, to chat with you yeah you too it's been really nice to to chat you didn't even bring up the fact that I'm a ninja though I'm a bit disappointed oh <laughs> I've messed up I've messed up the whole thing I should have written it on my I'm okay for that. We'll record the second podcast in a minute. This doesn't make sense to anyone, but but us, I don't think. But um, no, but it's okay. If you follow if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen that I uh, I saved a bird from a band aid that was stuck on its foot, and it was a wild pigeon uh-huh. that I I used my ninja skills to to get the band aid off its off its claw. So I guess uh, that's the that's the in joke. <laughs> Well, next time we're going to be talking exclusively Ninja Talk. Yes, I, I look forward to that chat. Well, we'll chat again soon. But yeah, thanks so much, Jesse. I appreciate it. It's good to chat to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening and thank you to Aaliyah for chatting with me. Don't forget to check out Aaliyah's music wherever you buy or stream music and check out her socials as well as the socials for life on music. And if you did enjoy the episode, feel free to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.